final horn has sounded. And today's game is complete. Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires, the team you trust. Also by First Colony Mortgage, your trusted lender for all your mortgage needs. Visit firstcolonymortgage.com. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. BYU gets the win, wrapping up non-conference play. 65-53 is the final score. Cougars get the win. They improve to 12-3 on the season. As Greg mentioned, waiting for West Coast Conference play to begin. was supposed to begin at Portland on Saturday. That game has been postponed, so we wait. As of right now, BYU's conference opener is set for next Thursday at home against Pacific. We will see if that's how things play out or if there's something before. Either way, uh, BYU wrapping up a very difficult non-conference schedule with a record of 12-3. and Very, very impressive, especially when you take into account the personnel issues that BYU has dealt with uh, down low uh, with the big men. So uh, congratulations to the Cougars for wrapping up non-conference play the way they did. Now they will uh, wait to see when conference play officially begins. And the good news for you, Cougar fans, since BYU won, you win as well with Papa John's Pizza. Use the online promo code BYU50. That's BYU50 at PapaJohns.com tomorrow, and you are going to receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location tomorrow only. Let's get you updated on all the action today. We will start locally. Utah State beginning Mountain West Conference play. They were at Air Force. Aggies fall to the Falcons by 2, 49 to 47. Top 25 games. There's only one going on right now, and it's a matchup of two top 20 teams, 19th ranked Alabama and 14th ranked Tennessee, and it's a close one. Volunteers with a one-point lead over the Crimson Tide. 56-55 is the score. Just under eight minutes to go in that one. Third-ranked Purdue defeats Nichols 104-90. Sixth-ranked Kansas Jayhawks get the win at home in Lawrence over Nevada 88-61. Michigan State takes care of business at home over High Point 81-68. 11th-ranked Auburn 15 better than LSU at 70-55. Providence upsets 15th-ranked Seton Hall, 70-65. Kentucky winning at home over Missouri, 83-56. And 24th-ranked Wisconsin survives a game against Illinois State. The Badgers get the four-point win, 89-85. From the college ranks to the professional ranks, the Utah Jazz in Portland tonight taking on the Portland Trailblazers. The Jazz still without Donovan Mitchell. Second quarter action at the Moda Center. Just under nine minutes to go. Jazz with a 42-33 lead over the Portland Trailblazers. Bojan Bogdanovic with nine points, two rebounds, and an assist. Norman Powell, however, for the Portland Trailblazers so far is the majority of the offense. He already has 18 points, and again, they're just in the second quarter. End of the third in Phoenix. The Suns leading the Thunder 85-81. to Kings at home hosting the Mavericks. Dallas with a seven-point lead over Sacramento 17-10. to Finals, Knicks winning in Detroit 94-85. Charlotte Hornets winning in Indiana over the Pacers 116-108. Clippers getting the win in Boston 91-82. to Bulls defeat the Atlanta Hawks in Chicago 131-117. to The Memphis Grizzlies Defeat the L.A. Lakers 104-99. LeBron James with 37 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists. But it wasn't enough. John Morant in this game, 
just continues to play extremely well. 41 points, 10 rebounds, and two assists for John Morant in the win over the L.A. Lakers. All right, we'll take a break, come back. We'll update you on the Alamo Bowl going on right now, plus two finals from college bowl games earlier today. We'll get to that when we return. Cougars get the win over Westminster in Provo, 65-53. More Cougar Post Game Live next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU 65, Westminster 53. Cougars getting the win. A great game for Gideon George. 17 points, 8 rebounds, which also included 5 of 8 from 3. Great night for Gideon George. And BYU wraps up non-conference play with a record of 12 and 3. Welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The Alamo Bowl currently going on between Oklahoma and Oregon and the Oregon Ducks continue to mail in their season. Sooners up big at halftime, 30 to 3, Oklahoma leading Oregon. Finals from earlier today. We will start with the Cheez-It Bowl. Clemson gets the win over Iowa State 20-13. And in the Pinstripe Bowl, the Maryland Terrapins destroy the Virginia Tech team, the Virginia Tech Hokies, 54-10. Just a dominating performance by Maryland. It was uh, it was not close. And, uh, in fact, Virginia Tech scored 10. Their 10 points came in the second uh, quarter, and you had Maryland scoring a touchdown in the first quarter, then 17 points in the second quarter, 17 points in the third, and then 13 in the fourth. Just a, just a complete dominating uh, victory for Maryland. Those are your bowl games for today. There was one other one that was uh, set to be played. That would have been between uh, Virginia and SMU. That game, however, was canceled. All right, that's going to do it, and we'll wrap up Cougar Post Game Live. After the break, we'll get you back over to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Locker Room Show, your final from Provo. BYU getting the win over Westminster 65-53, and you heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive postgame coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. Barcelo, angle left. Barcelo, elbow jumper. Got it! The Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Now let's head back to the Bilt Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. It is time for the Cougar Locker Room Show, brought to you in part by Brady Industries. Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment. Brady Industries, honestly, better. Learn more at BradyIndustries.com. BYU 65 and Westminster 53 is our final score tonight. Joined on the Cougar Locker Room Show by Hunter Erickson. Career high 10 for Hunter tonight. Hunter, thank you for coming on. Congrats to you and the boys. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. You bet. It's a pleasure. We'll do this a lot more, I know. Uh, and I, I kind of expected that tonight would be a night for you to score a career high, and that's exactly what happened. You scored 10. You're down Sen. You're down Spencer Johnson. There were some more minutes to be had there on the wing. You had to know that going in. How did you mentally have yourself ready to go tonight? Um, I just know my team- teammates trust me, so... I was holding on to that as I came out, played those minutes, and uh, I know they trust me, so I just got to perform. In both halves, you and Gideon were the first subs in, right, with the pattern tonight, so you knew you'd get early minutes. Um, what's important for you to get into a flow as you get into a game early? 
I'm um, just getting de- uh, stops defensively. Uh, come out with energy. Talk loud. Uh, we obviously miss a lot of talking on defense with uh, Rich and uh, Gavin out. So we got to step up and uh, just be loud on defense. Get that going, and our offense will come. Late in the game, it's nice to get a ball at half court with no one in front of you, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Now, you were, a, you were kind of a legendary dunker in high school. We don't get to see a ton of that with the way games have gone, but you mm-hmm. had a chance to show off the hops. How did it feel to get up and throw it down? <laughs> it was good. It was good. <laughs> I mean, everyone always uh, wants me to dunk it and stuff in the, <laughs> on any pass break, so I was glad I got that one. All right, BYU made 14 threes tonight. You had two of them, and threes kind of come and go. I think you maybe had two or three as a team against Liberty, 14 tonight, so it does come and go a little bit. But this is a team full of shooters, right? Oh, it it is, it is. We just got to keep finding our rhythm. Uh, We know we come up with stops defensively, so if we miss five on offense, we're going to make five. What's unique about the challenge of playing a Division II game coming after the long trip, Christmas break, all that kind of goes into it? Uh, What's what's maybe something that's... uh, tougher than people might think when you play a game like Westminster? Um, Sometimes people just come in and uh, underestimate them and uh, so the challenge for us was just coming out with the same energy just like as if it was Gonzaga or not so we got to come out with the same energy every single game as if it's the hardest game we're about to play. Okay what were you hearing from the coaches at halftime with a five-point lead? Um, That we just got a rebound we gave up uh, four offense uh, I think it was six offensive rebounds uh, in the first half. Ended up giving up, uh, I think, 11 for the game, 11, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they were just talking about that. And uh, that's one of our strengths that we pride ourselves on is yep. rebounding. And we just got to, we had to do better with that. It was a rare game. It's a rare game this year when you don't out-rebound the opponent. Westminster got you by one there tonight, 38-37, to 37, because rebounding is kind of a calling card for this team right now. It is, it is. And uh, especially with... Uh, Again, Gavin and Rich out are two big, biggest guys. We uh, we got to hit first when we box out. That's kind of our thing. We got to hit them before we box out. We can't just turn and jump for the ball. And that's been the most impressive thing, I think, without Gavin and Richard, is that the rebounding just didn't go away. You guys kind of redoubled your efforts almost to make sure you're still going to stay mm-hmm. a good rebounding team. Mm-hmm. For sure, and uh, especially that comes with uh, uh, the guards stepping up. Our bigs are going to get hits and box them out, and we got to come in and clean up those boards. Visiting with Hunter Erickson. By the way, my broadcast partner, Mark Durant, isn't just silent. He's gone. Uh, it's, uh, it's his daughter Stratton's birthday today, and so the Durant family's off for some early celebrating tonight. So happy birthday to Stratton. And Mark and family safe travels. Visiting with Hunter Erickson. More with Hunter is coming up as we continue on the Cougar Locker Room Show. More with Hunter Erickson next. BYU 65, Westminster 53, our final on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, BYU did not trail tonight. It was tied 0-0 to begin the game, tied 8-8 early. Other than that, BYU led the rest of the way on the way to a 65-53 win over Westminster. BYU finishes non-league play at 12-3. The Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you in part by Visible Supply Chain Management. From freight to packaging to fulfillment to small parcel services, Visible is driven to reimagine the entire supply chain. Visible Supply Chain Management, a Maersk company. Learn more at visiblescm.com. Career-high 10 points for Hunter Erickson, my guest on the Cougar Locker Room Show. So the 12-3 and record, um, how do you view what BYU's done through 15 games considering all that went into these first two months, Hunter? Uh, I think we've done very well, and we've had uh, a lot of bumps in the road, but uh, we say it every day. We just got to get better. We get better every day, and that's what we're still focusing on now. Going, coming into these next games in the league play. 
You lose two players in the front court to season-ending situations. That's hard. You have to kind of reinvent yourselves on the fly. And you played a really good schedule. I mean, one of the top schedules in the country, actually, with uh, seven NCAA tournament teams. You went 6-1 and one against teams that played in the NCAA tournament in the spring. So these are the kinds of things that prepare a team to get into the field of 68. Do you feel like you've uh, put enough on your resume um, that, that says you're a tournament team as of now? Um. I think so, yeah. I think we've done a really good job, especially showing who we are and uh, who we can be moving forward. We haven't even played our best basketball yet, and we've still uh, come out with uh, these wins. Is that exciting to you, thinking that, man, there's so much left in the tank? Like, we've been okay. We've got 12 wins, but we can be even better? Oh, yeah. That's definitely uh, – it definitely keeps us going. We we know we're all shooters, and we have yet to think – I think we have yet to have a good three-point shooting game. Mm. So we know that's still coming. We know that's coming fast. What do you try and get better on, or what was your maybe your objective – from freshman year to this year, what what did you want to improve in your game personally? Um, for me, the most important thing was probably defense. Just you mentioned uh, that a couple times already. It seems like it's a big part of what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. It's the offense. We never know what's going to happen offensively, and uh, everybody on this team can can score and. So we just got to trust in each other. But the one way I can get myself going, regardless if I'm scoring or not, is making plays defensively, um, talking, being loud. When the day began, you probably thought this would be your tune-up for a Saturday league opener. Then if we find out today there's not going to be a Saturday league opener as of right now. Things could change, but Portland goes off the schedule suddenly. Can you speak a bit to the to the mental side of things? You guys, beyond the physical preparation, there's a lot that goes into being mentally ready to play either a D2 game tonight or a WCC game Saturday. How do you adjust to another year, it looks like, of uncertainty relative to COVID and how things are going to pop up on the schedule? Um <laughs> I don't want to keep saying the same thing, but, like, uh, we just got to come in every single day. Like, we never know what's going to happen, like you said, but we got to come in and keep getting better. And if we get better, then it doesn't matter what they throw at us. We're going to be ready, and we just got to prepare, get on the scouts, and we'll be ready. Is it kind of a survival of the mentally fittest at that point? I mean, you can, like, like, like the, the toughest teams in the head might have the advantage here in the end with the way things are going again? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that will definitely play a big part in uh, – uh, one thing we talked about, especially in, at halftime, was just our bench and our energy with everything. And uh, they can do, they can play a big part in us staying mentally focused and ready in all okay. these games. How much do you keep an eye on what's happening around the WCC? Do you already get the sense that this could be one of the better seasons in a while for the league? Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, I, I saw the games and all these teams winning uh, during these non-conference games. And uh, I think it's going to be the best it's been since at least I can remember. Okay, you played high school in BYU's backyard, and you were doing a TV interview a short time ago on the court, and you see it looked like you had a cheering section of your own down a courtside <laughs> there. That's kind of nice to have the, the built-in uh, the, the built support system. Yeah, it's nice. I got a lot of good <laughs> friends here, and uh, everyone's been really good to me, so it's nice to have them here. Speaking of good friends, you had one on the other side of the floor tonight, somebody you know pretty well. Tell us about that. Yeah, I'm pretty good friends with Taylor Miller. Um, Who spent some time here at BYU. Yeah, he was here at BYU before me, and uh, we just played on the same uh, – team over the summer in uh, Powder League and just became really good friends, started hanging out a ton, and it was really fun to be out, out on the court with him. Fun night tonight, and I haven't seen the crowd number yet. Let's see if they put one in, um, but regardless of the, oh yeah, 15,808, so darn near 16,000 here on a winter night midweek for a Division II team. <laughs> what great crowd support again. It's amazing. The fans here are amazing, and they make BYU what it is, and BYU sports what they are. Well, it's so fun to see you uh, continue to develop in your career the way you are. Uh, many great days and great games ahead for you. The latest one tonight, career-high 10 points. Congrats again, Hunter. And uh, we will see you whenever conference play gets underway. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. All right, that is Hunter Erickson. We'll come back with Coach Mark Pope on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economics Partners, a premier national business valuation firm. Learn more at econpartners.com. Also by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, official credit union of BYU Athletics. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. It is the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU head coach Mark Pope is forthcoming. Cougars 65, Griffins of Westminster 53. Our final score the head coach of the Griffins is Norm Parrish. Tonight's game an exhibition for his team. Our intern Jacob Habel got with Coach Parrish a short time ago following tonight's game to get his quick postgame comments. Here now, Coach Norm Parrish. Uh, you know, our kids, they played hard, I thought, the whole night. Uh, and we, we practiced yesterday for the first time in two weeks. I thought we got tired the second half, and then if you let your guard down on them, if we, we missed a few defensive assignments and they hit two or three threes, they got to the rim a couple times, and I don't know what the run was, but it was probably like a 10-0 run, and all of a sudden we're down 20, and it's, you know, it's hard to come back from that. We, we struggle scoring sometimes, so. uh, but I thought kids played good. We out-rebounded them, which is a positive. Uh, yeah, the offensive rebounds yeah, off the charts. Yeah, so some good things, bad things we just got to – Stay uh, stay involved in our game plan defensively because against a good team like this, when you when you screw up an assignment or something we talked about on the scout, they they make you pay. Man, well, you held Alex Barcelo to single digits. He just had nine points tonight. Something pretty rare. Most teams can't do. What went well in guarding Barcelo? And do you feel like because you isolated him, it led to other? Yeah, you know? I mean, you know, I I told the guys before the game, some of the reporters out there, that. We're going to give some guys some shots. Barcelo's not one of them. Yeah. And uh, if they hit him, we're in trouble. Barcelo, I thought we did a pretty good job on. A few times he got loose. And then uh, getting George, give it to him. He hit, he, you know, a couple of those threes, we didn't have hands up. But three of them were shots that that's what we were giving him. We hope yeah. he misses, you know. Uh, but Barcelo's really good. That was our whole concentration is to shrink his half of the floor and make him give it up at times and, and uh, you know, make the other guys knock him down, and a couple of them did. Yeah, of course. All right, appreciate it, Coach. Okay, thank you. thank you. All right, that is Norm Parrish, the genial head coach of the Westminster Griffins. Our appreciation to Coach Parrish for pre- and post-game conversations and to our intern, Jacob Habel, for grabbing those comments a short time ago outside the Westminster locker room. We'll come back and continue the BYU Creamery Cougar post-game coaches show. We'll have head coach Mark Pope joining us courtside. BYU's a winner tonight over Westminster. Final score, 65-53. to BYU with a 50% shooting performance in the second half to pull this one away and get to 12-3 in non-league play. Coach Pope still ahead on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back courtside here at the Marriott Center. We're 15,808. We're on hand. Now, sometimes you see an attendance number and it's tickets sold and it never really looks like that. Well, no, the, the numbers you're getting from BYU, uh, they really reflect 
the visuals. So there were a lot of people in the stands here tonight. You could look to the top row and see fans all the way to the top. And yeah, almost 16,000 fans in the stands for this game against the Division II Griffins on the midweek of a winter night. Yeah, it's true. The Cougs have been away for a while. No home games in three weeks. So certainly the, uh, the home fans were a little starved for some home court basketball. But they showed out in force tonight. And saw BYU win its 12th non-conference game going to 12-3 and in the non-league portion of the schedule. BYU goes to 6-0 and at home. As such, Mark Pope goes to 31-3. and 31-3 and in his home games. And Mark Pope's in-state record goes to 12-2. and In those 12 wins are two against non-Division I opponents. That's Westminster. That counts as an in-state game last year and this year. So 12-2 and in the in-state games. 10-2 and in the in-state Division I games. And the only two losses came on the road in overtime games at Utah in Coach Pope's first year and at Utah Valley this season. So uh, Coach Pope's exemplary numbers continue to climb. His record goes to 56-18 and as BYU's head coach and 133-74 and overall, including his time at Utah Valley. And again, this year's team goes to 12-3. and And so at 12-3 and through 15 non-conference games, you're in pretty good shape for the NCAA. Tournament. In fact, BYU's been penciled into most brackets for weeks now. And yeah, the Cougs maybe have dropped a seed or two or three on a line from six maybe to nine over the last few weeks as a few wins have popped up on the schedule. But, uh, you know, these are not bad losses in the true vernacular. Uh, these are not Q3 and Q4 losses. Uh, they're road games. They're good teams. They're tournament teams. These aren't losses that are going to be black marks on the schedule by the end of the year by any stretch. And so BYU, full value and full marks for a 12-3 mark through 15 games. Now you've got league play up to 16 conference games. We hope we get all 16 in, but you just don't know. Uh, we've already seen BYU's conference opener Saturday at Portland postponed due to COVID issues with the pilots. And so who's to know and say what BYU will do this Saturday or next week or the weeks to come with the games on the schedule. But we are kind of in, uh, you know, here we go again mode in the West Coast Conference as BYU uh, battles the schedule maker and uh, all the issues that different schools are dealing with around this league. And so, uh, yeah, it feels like uh, more of the same, unfortunately. And you'd think a year beyond we'd be at a different place, but we're not quite there yet. And the sooner the better. BYU this year, by the way, improves to 10-2 when leading at halftime. BYU improves to 11-2 uh, and two when leading with five minutes to go. They've actually been out-rebounded only two times all year, but BYU now 2-0 and oh when being out-rebounded. Cougs now 9-2 and two when out-shooting the opponent. BYU is now 9-1 when allowing fewer than 70 points. BYU held Westminster to 53 tonight in a game BYU wins by a score of 65-53. to Recapping your scoring notes for BYU tonight, uh, leading scorer for the Cougs, Gideon George, 17 points on 6 of 10 from the field and 5 for 8 from 3. And that's where Gideon's made tremendous progress in recent weeks. Gideon George with a career-high 5 three-pointers. If you go through the Creighton game, that would be two, four, six, eight games into the season. Gideon had made two three-pointers. Well, in the last one, two, three, four, five games, Gideon has made uh, 11 three-pointers. And so it's uh, turned around and dramatically as Gideon's now made a three in five consecutive games and multiple threes in two of the five with a career-high five three-pointers coming tonight. So George, 17, 11 for Nell, 10s for Lucas, 
And for Erickson, career high, those are your Cougs in double figures tonight as BYU wins it by a score of 65-53. to 53. BYU head coach Mark Pope soon to pop on the headset as we continue with our BYU Creamery Cougar postgame coaches show. We'll hear from Coach um, about what maybe the outlook is for the weekend and beyond as BYU tries to put some games on the schedule ASAP to get league play underway. Just recapping our last uh, scoring numbers, I gave you the four Cougs in double figures. Leading rebounder for BYU was Gideon George, so Gideon led BYU in points and rebounds with 17 and 8. The only two block shots for BYU tonight went to the same man. That's Fuseni Traore. Uh, Fuseni making his mark in every possible way. He ends up with four points to go along with five rebounds and the two block shots. Fuseni's strong play putting him in and will likely keep him in the starting lineup. Fuseni is the reigning WCC Freshman of the Week and Player of the Week. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Hunter Erickson. Hunter goes from a career high of three points to a career high of 10 points. Hunter tonight was four for seven from the field and two of four from the three-point line. And BYU as a team, 14 for 31 from the three-point line. And so, yes, BYU's three-point numbers have come and gone a little bit, but uh, these are not unlike uh, BYU shooting numbers of a couple weeks ago. In back-to-back-to-back games, BYU went 11, 12, and 16 threes, then back up to 14 tonight after uh, going through a Hawaii tournament where it wasn't maybe as prolific, but certainly this is a team of shooters who can know how to knock them down from deep. BYU head coach Mark Pope uh, putting on the headset on the Cougar postgame coaches show. Coach, congratulations to you and the boys on win number 12 on the year. Thank you so much. I'm just really happy with these guys. So proud of them. Uh, you know, just a, a, a great way to finish up a really brutal and wonderful non-conference schedule. And... Um, so let's go. Now it's on, right? Now now it gets to real business, and we got to go. What did you think the biggest challenge would be tonight, and what was the biggest challenge in retrospect? The biggest challenge for us, I think, was just just finding energy. You know, you come back from these – it was it was like multiple fold. So coming back from, uh, from a trip to uh, – MTE is always hard, especially when it's a, a long travel – MTE uh, multi-team event. Yeah, okay. so the Hawaii deal, and then and then being the last game of, the, of a brutal non-conference, and uh, there were, you know, I was most concerned about our energy, and I felt like the guys did a good job doing what they needed to do. We weren't perfect tonight. We didn't look super pretty, but they got the job done, and and now we get to we get to move on. Okay, you said you wanted to get through this one first before you would address what's next. What do you think is next for BYU? I don't know. We're going to go up to the office right now and, and jump on the phone and kind of see see what, what it looks like, uh, what possible options are, and we'll probably be working on that for the next 24 hours. Um, there's a lot of teams that lost a lot of games. Um, we still, you know, it's it's conference hasn't started yet, and so... Are you limiting your options to conference? No, or can you, are you looking not at all. Yet? We'll look everywhere. You know, we obviously we're going to have to get an okay from the conference because we have a full schedule right now. So if we played a non-conference game, it would mean that definitely we would not play a full non-conference. So we got to work through all that stuff. We've, we've, we did this last year. Uh, you know, we'll go through, you know, 20 different options of games for this weekend, tomorrow, and see if anything fits us and and um and you know we should know by seven o'clock on saturday if we're playing at seven o'clock on saturday <laughs> so we, we can't 100 we can't 100 say you're not playing on saturday right now no not at all um 
you know, we'll just kind of see. Um, Would you travel? You're already going to travel anyway. Yeah, I yeah. Mean. I mean, the travel gets more complicated because we got to, you know, we got to book flights and do all that. So we'll, we just don't know. I mean, I, I know that's, we, we'll know a little bit more tonight and probably a lot more tomorrow morning. And and um, th- I think it, it looks like that's kind of the way this is going to play out for the next however long and and uh i don't love it but it's it's what we have and so we're going to be tough and and figure out the best way to do it and and find ways to win games it'll make an interesting chapter or two in your book someday absolutely we're going through hopefully it doesn't last too much longer but we'll (laughs) we'll see you know i mean um it is uh you know it's a challenge that everybody's facing so so i was thinking about this when the game began tonight um no gavin baxter no richard howard no seneca knight no spencer johnson that's maybe four-fifths of what could be a starting lineup on any given night for this team or what you thought you might have had. That was a lot of talent you didn't have at your disposal tonight. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I'm guessing that the season is going to maybe play out like this a little bit, and and, and that's going to make it super challenging. But, you know, you got to find a way to get on the floor and compete. And we do have really good players. I thought Hunter Erickson was terrific tonight. Mm-hmm. I thought Atiki uh, had some of his best moments tonight. Um, you know, the young guys, Trey Stewart and, and uh, Casey Brown and Nate Hansen, uh, you know, got to be on the floor for a little bit. And, and all of that's important. Um, you know, it, it gave Gideon George a little bit of a bigger role, and he certainly answered the bell. And, um, you know, that's that's why these all these guys train ho- so hard every single day to be prepared for this moment when they're called upon. And I think everybody on this team is going to be called upon. Tonight's game saw you go to halftime with a 29-24 lead. A central message at the break tonight? What was it? Um, just about energy. You know, I mean, we just knew that energy was going to be the the whole game tonight. Can we can we have it? Uh you know, we, 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 we've had some slippage defensively in our general shell principles. We did in Hawaii, and then we did tonight. And it's something we, we have to, you know, we have to address. I can, can you explain what a shell principle would be? Uh, it's just your general defensive assignments. You know, there's always, you know, there's always all your scout assignments, which is bra- all the rules of, for a particular team where you're maybe breaking shell principles to answer a certain challenge that the team's giving you. And then there's just your basic shell principles. For us, it's really simple. It's ball pressure, protect middle, be in the bottom, have a gap first pass mash down it's all the terms that we use where you're kind of uh functioning at a high level and you know we've been abandoning our boat like we're in this super weird way in the last four four games we're just a aban- consistently abandoning our bottoms and then when we get them we're bringing three to the ball we're you know later we're bringing three to the ball which is a concept we never bring three to the ball and we're bringing a third guy to a ball winner in weeks and downs and we're bringing a third ball, guy to the ball uh you know a lot of times it's been the big floating around the free throw line where he's coming to the bottom and then we also have the weak side bottom and it's just as you're forgetting some rules it's not fundamental for us we've had slippage you know one of the things that's really interesting is is you think about richard harvard and gavin baxter not only were they really important pieces of this puzzle but they were our best communicators they were so diligent and that's what you need as a backline guy remember when i was here as an assistant with brandon davies he was such a special communicator you know he's like a center field guy that's able to communicate everything that's happening in real time to everybody on the floor and so we're we have to grow that. Uh, you know, right now we have uh, you know two freshmen trying to fulfill fill those shoes, and that's really hard. Two freshmen, mind you, that are English as second language or third or fourth language guys, and um, so we got to pick that up as a team. But that slippage has been a little bit consistent and a little bit frustrating for us. And 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 we're not gonna we're not gonna function well in this league as difficult as is unless we clean up some fundamental things like that where we've just had some slippage here in the last five or six games. So having gone through all of what you just said, 12 wins has to feel pretty good. No, uh, listen, I can't believe where we are right now. It's incredible. 
you know, for us to think about the schedule we played in B12 and three, uh, it, it's just, it's mind-boggling. It's incredible, and and so I could not be more happy or proud with what these guys have accomplished to this point. Like it's incredible. I think right now we've shifted gears to like okay, the big the now the bigger challenge is ahead of us, and we got to get better. And um, but in terms of where we are positioned right now, I think we're probably positioned as well or better than we've been positioned at this point in the last two seasons for sure. Uh, we have a cadre of great wins in our pocket, uh, wins that are going to show better and better, you know, six and one against NCAA tournament teams. And um, so I feel like we're in an unbelievable, what these guys have accomplished and earned themselves so far is incredible. And now, you know, that, that doesn't matter now. Now yeah. we got to go win on, I would have said win on Saturday. Well, we got to go win whenever we got to yeah. go play. All right. Closing comments from Coach Pope are coming up here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. It is the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show with head coach Mark Pope. Let's get to our economics partner's valuable stat of the game. BYU's accounting program nationally ranks, so it's no surprise that one of the nation's top business valuation firms is run by diehard BYU fans. Need a valuation for your business? Go to econpartners.com. I was going to go with the 9.5 turnovers per game over the last two games as a valuable stat. And it is pretty valuable. You won't, valuable. We, can't, we can't ignore that. But I, I decided I would just take a turn at the last second to have this be the valuable stat of the game tonight. And the stat is 15,808 fans in the stands to see you play a Division II team on a midweek with the students, most of them gone, on a squirrely winter weather night. And that's the crowd you get. Yeah, I, I, it just is. It's like... There's no, like it does not exist in the country. I'm telling you, you find me another program in the country that's playing this game against this opponent on this night that's gonna have 16,000 people in the gym. It just it doesn't exist. We're we're so blessed to, you know, to to be able to do this with Cougar Nation and and to be able to play in this gym. Uh, it is it just is incredible and the support that that these fans give these young men is just um it's just it's just incredible and we couldn't be more grateful it was all it was an awesome gym tonight it's only your sixth home game of the year we should also make that note as well not a lot of teams are going to limp themselves to only five home games you know close to new year's eve you're six and zero at home you as the head coach of byu have coached 34 home games at the marriott center and you're 31 and three yeah we're just, it's a, we have unbelievable <laughs> home court advantage there's no doubt about it uh you know, it is. Um, this is a special place. You know, again, I think it's probably close to unrivaled in the country, and that's saying a lot, right? But um, it, 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 this, this, this fan base helps us win games at home, and that 31 and three is largely due to them. And your first single-digit turnover number since the Missouri State game, and and let's go back to that. You had 10 on the 10 of the Liberty game, nine tonight. You could win with those numbers. Yeah, we, we 10 is a marker for us. You know, t- if 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 we're under 10, that means at least we're getting shots and it's super important for us and you know if we're at 10 then we're going to be relatively even it's just you know we're at 18 against vandy and we're giving them you know eight or nine more possessions of the basket than us it's hard to win that way against anybody and so us protecting this ball is really really
really important. Uh, I thought Atiki did a nice job tonight protecting the ball. That's been a huge thing for him, a huge point of emphasis, and we got to keep doing it. Okay, it has been a grind. Last thing for you, Coach, we'll let you go. Uh, you just went through a stretch of eight of nine games away neutral. You finally got a home game tonight. Uh, but it has been a grind in a lot of ways. Whether or not you play on Saturday, what's the right way to treat your guys for the next few days to try and get them something back in the tank for whatever comes next year? Well, if we cannot get a if we cannot get a game, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy as much freshness for them as I can. And if we can, then we're gonna get to work. And um, you know, that's gonna be, kind of be the story for us the whole rest of the season. It's it's weird. You know, sometimes you try and game the system a little bit, and and then. But, but since everything is unpredictable now, every single day, if this goes like it did last year, everything is unpredictable every single day. And so you just got to kind of take what you can get, when you can get it, how you can get it. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll hit it hard tonight and kind of be working the phones really hard and, and uh, see where we end up. We will see where we end up. Best way to put it. Coach, thank you. Congrats again. And we'll, uh, we'll see you when we see you. Let's go, Coach. <laughs> All right, let's go. Thank you, Coach. That's Coach Mark Pope. And that's going to do it for tonight's BYU men's basketball broadcast. Really hope you enjoyed it with us here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Our thanks to the crew back at BYU Radio. Our control board operators, Corbin Radford, and Tanner Graff, our coordinating producer, Terry South, our broadcast intern here courtside, Jacob Habel, our scoreboard studio host, Jason Shepard, our engineer, Sean Fay. Uh, that is a great crew back at BYU Radio getting us and keeping us on the air and hitting all the right buttons game after game. Thanks to the folks across the way over at BYUB. For my color commentary colleague, Mr. Mark Durant. For Coach Mark Pope, Hunter Erickson, our postgame guests. Also appreciation to Coach Pope for pre- and post-game. Coach Norm Parrish for pre- and post-game. That's part of our broadcast tonight. And again, we hope you enjoyed it along with us as BYU wins it by a score of 65-53. to Cougars defeat the Westminster Griffins to go to 12-3 and on the year. That will do it. It's our final broadcast of the 2021 calendar year. BYU a winner by a dozen tonight. So happy new year, Cougar Nation. We will next talk to you in the new year. It'll be 2022, whether it's January 1st, uh, whether it's January 6th. We don't know uh, when the Cougs will next play. But uh, WCC play is next to get underway. Whenever and wherever the game comes, we'll be bringing it to you right here. So once again, that will do it. I am Greg Rubel. Thanking you for being with us, saying in the meantime and in between time, and Happy New Year once again. This has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo, Utah. You've been listening to live coverage of BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Economics Partners, a premier national business valuation firm. Learn more at econpartners.com. BYU Basketball is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Keith Borkink, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and Associate Athletic Director for Corporate Sponsorship, Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.